0: Or take off. It's going to be <laughs> Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is Danilo Bartolini, aka Danilo B. I'm an acclaimed business coach, and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What's going on CEOs, Deniro B here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today we're here with Wissam Tabara. Wissam is a serial entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience as a founder, leader, and advisor. With his business acumen and technical knacks, Wissam led the building of numerous businesses, including Microsoft Ad Center in 2003, Simform, which Quantum acquired in 2009, and many more. Wissam is currently the founder of Truebase, a seed stage startup's redefining how B2B companies accelerate growth. I'm very excited for this chat, so let's get right into it. Wissam, welcome to the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Really excited to be here, Daniero
0: that's fantastic i'm excited to have you here as well and i ask every single one of my guests to tell us what they were doing before they became an entrepreneur so with some what is your story
1: well you know like um uh, came to the u.s um did college and all of that and then got hired by microsoft and Worked on the enterprise ladder, and by by all means, um, off measure of success, you know, you're growing your team, you're growing your scope, you're getting great reviews. But um, something was not really, like, sitting right, right? Like, I'm just feeling like I, I want to do more and more at, at the early age. And it didn't take more than a call from a friend who was start doing a startup. And the second I learn how they operate and what they do, I really give it all up. And since then, it's been four startups 15 years after with a lot of ups and downs. Here I am still still doing it over and over and living the entrepreneurial
0: life. That is a fantastic story. You know, it's a bit different than, you know, other entrepreneurs that I talked about. They said, you know, like they just wanted to be entrepreneurs from day one. But I love this fresh perspective. Just like myself, I was working uh, for someone else initially in a corporate world, you know, climbing a corporate ladder. And so just for our listeners out there, you can change your mind. <laughs> you can really find a new passion and, and go all in. Um. And so with some, you said you had so many different startups. Um, can you tell us about what it is that excites you when you are building uh, a business? Is it the product? Is it a team? Uh, is it leadership? Marketing? What's really like something that uh, keeps you excited every day?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, just kind of a quick comparison to the to the to the corporate world, right? Like, there's a lot of overhead of team management, politics, you know. Moving a little bit slower, the bureaucracy, well, startups completely the opposite, right? So you're working a little bit, you know, able to take the risk Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, um, able to really, and at the very least, you are completely accelerating your learnings. You're working on mostly like cutting edge things. And, you know, it's like uh, I always say in startups um, or or in life, there is two ways to learn how to swim. Uh, You can take swim lessons and that's corporate or you can just be thrown in the in the in the water and you have to like kind of figure it out. And startup is a lot of that. It could be stressful at a lot of time. But it's definitely, uh, you know, it's a journey where you get to expedite the learning. And that's that's just priceless. That stays with you for your whole career.
0: That's fantastic. I really, really like that analogy. I'm actually taking my daughter for swim lessons uh, every Saturday. <laughs> now, two and, a half, yeah. and I have seen, you know, kids just <laughs> jump in the water, like freak out for like, yeah three four mm-hmm. seconds but then they magically kind of like get a hang of it and <laughs> now mm-hmm. the De- De as,
1: as a fellow dad I'll say don't do that to your daughter but <laughs> I but. did not do
0: that to my daughter <laughs> but, you know, I've seen definitely other people do that yeah so with some I wanted to really uh talk about um some actionable tips that you can give our listeners at home like I was telling you before we pressed the record button I have uh both solopreneurs trying to scale up but also seasoned entrepreneurs trying to go remote and build a more you know nimble uh, business and so with all this experience in the startup world when it comes to hiring team members so that uh, your business can run more efficiently and you don't have to really you know go crazy trying to to, to to like manage and and uh, everybody or micromanage everybody, what can what what tips can you give us when it comes to the hiring process first?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, De Niro, do you know what's the number one reason why, uh, at least in my opinion, startup fails? And it's, go
0: ahead.
1: What, yeah, go ahead. What would that be? So yeah, so it's like. Uh, you know, usually people think it's like they didn't build the right technology, or they didn't, um, you know, take the product to market efficiently. But it's almost always that they didn't have the right culture, mm-hmm. and if they didn't have the right culture, then they didn't. That that's why they didn't right build the right product, or they didn't take the product to market efficiently. Now, the most important think to build the right culture are the people or maybe the, your first hires right like the specifically and how can you really scale that culture and maintain it mm-hmm. um amazon you will think like they for as massive as it is they still adhere to the small teams applying the right culture and working in the right mentality Mm-hmm. Uh, now, obviously, there's, that's that's not necessarily uh, uh, the best example, but you get the idea. Yeah. So, to really kind of um, do the right hire, you have to kind of almost take a step back. Um, and I know it might sound weird from from a founder because you're always about moving and delivering and all of that. Mm-hmm. But if you took like an hour just writing the values of the company, what kind of what's important to you, right? Yeah. And structure like an interview process where, where really like find people that are, that think like you and care about or value things the same way you do, mm-hmm. um, additional to their skills yeah. and capability. Right. So yeah. just kind of sitting that and structuring that process, it's super important, super important from day one. And, and, and what's even harder is to, really kind of sometimes pass on amazing candidates who are very technically skilled, okay. but they might not share the same value. So that's kind of like a big part of the learnings as well. And I will not stop there because, you know, interview, you can, you can get as much validation uh, in an interview process, but usually the first two to three months uh, on the job um, are the most critical one, right? And usually, uh, there is definitely a lot of effort in bringing somebody on board, uh, figuring out how they work. But it's also sometimes you have both made the wrong decision, right? And sometimes failing fast is as important as hiring fast.
0: Okay. Hmm. Failing, f- failing fast, meaning like figuring out... Someone that someone is not a good fit as early as possible in the process, you mean. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I know. As a matter of fact, this is something that I think a lot of business owners don't really understand, you know, the concept even of sunk costs, right? Like you've made your mistakes, you hired the wrong person. Sometimes people want to keep on trying just because they are afraid of or they don't want to quote unquote waste time trying to look for someone else. When in reality, this person that you keep in your business is turned into a liability, uh, whether they're not doing the job correctly or they may even be just a toxic, you know, individual in the business. And I totally, totally understand that. Um, when it comes, I want to switch gears, but still stick to the remote team uh, topic here. When it comes to managing a remote team. I know it's different. I've worked in an office environment myself and I also have a remote business. Um, there's going to be some differences when you're managing your team members. Uh, can you tell us how you go about, uh, managing a t- team locally in your office versus actually interfacing with a remote team?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, the, for us, we did give up uh, our office uh, even before COVID, so we've been remote only since then, and we are right now in multiple geographic locations. So I can probably shed more light on that. Yeah, um, the near, I think the best answer to that it's also depend on the manager and their strength, right? Like I, I love to be, uh, I love, I'm still hands on, right? Mm-hmm. And understanding the team formation that you opted in. So here's what I mean by that. Like you can be, uh, you know, a founder of a company and you there's usually multiple formation or team formation you can start with. You can lean on more executive teams or co-founders and everybody is, you know, managing others as well. And um, that's a little bit uh, different type of management style where you're, you know, Kind of more holding uh, different functions of the company on OKRs or metrics or KPIs, whatever uh, you're looking for, mm-hmm. and you're more focused on setting the vision and you know motivating the team and so on. There's a different uh, formation where you don't opt; your team is not formed of executive or or like kind of uh, uh, more high level uh, or more experienced leaders. You're Mm -hmm. more thinking of line managers, and we focus a lot on the doers, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And that you're working a little bit. It's a different way way of interacting with them. You're setting the vision, but you're also kind of working with them on day-to-day. Okay. So for us, we fall into the latter, Okay. Um, and but that requires from the founder myself to be able to do multiple things uh, like the technical and the business side in the same time.
0: Yeah. It makes sense. And so when it comes to uh, sales department, for example, because I have our listeners, but even including myself, we have sales, we have marketing, we have operations, we have client uh, success. And so when it comes to sales, at least in my case, I like to spend a bit more time uh, doing sales huddles and motivational uh, meetings just because Mm -hmm. I come from a sales background and I used to be an inside sales for five years before I opened my own business. So for me, that's important. I was wondering in your case, A, do you have a sales team? B, do you treat that in a different way than you would uh, treat some other teams?
1: Yeah, the, so TrueBase, because we were on the early stage, we are like mostly focused on building. So it's mostly of product manager, like more of the inside part of the house, right? So engineering product management. Yeah. Uh, that said, we we do have, a, we call it the growth theme, uh, which consists of marketing and sales because we are more product-led growth at this point. Yeah. Um, and, but we meet with them every day. Yeah. Every day we have a sync up, we go through, you know, like kind of uh, standard sync up What we're we working on, what's the vision, what are the customer in the pipeline? And we do all of that. But then I'm also do advise and mentor a few other startups and the common pattern on a remote team right now, where it feels like they finding value just from that learning is they do meet on quarterly basis right sometimes twice a year and there is like those remote uh gathering where Mm. um you know they get into those um you know like motivation large brainstorming sessions to really move things forward
0: that makes total sense so they do meet in person you mean absolutely absolutely yeah that's fantastic yeah.
1: even by the way with the current team uh, like we have right now a big part of the team is in eastern europe and egypt and england i do we do find time to meet every now and then on quarterly basis and mm-hmm. even with that, with that for the people who are thinking between remote or a mix Um, It's actually it still comes ahead to be a lot cheaper than opening up offices and as as efficient as well, even including the traveling and the expenses there.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think that's the most important part about what you just said is, you know, remote work. Yes, it's very convenient for for people because they don't have to commute because you can find talent outside of your local area. But when it comes, but nothing, of course, you know, beats actually meeting someone in person, especially when it's once in a while and it's for the purpose of motivating, creating culture and and really moving things forward with a, with a unique vision that, with that everybody is, you know, bought in, right? Um, so now I wanted to ask you another question. And this question is actually about uh, your business. Do you mind telling us what TrueBase does and uh, how you help your clients?
1: Yeah, so TrueBase help uh, B2B companies discover more customers efficiently. Um, so, we, you know, like we, we do it with a lot of... Uh, we have a fresh look on how to prospect. We help you fill up the top of the funnel through our platform. Yes. And we give you everything you need um, to really make your job more efficiently.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. And so business to business, so would it be like uh, to find leads... Uh, to message directly, uh, to call directly, or something along those lines.
1: Yeah. Uh. Well, to to quickly describe a little bit, as you you've been an in inside sale, De Niro, and like I'll give you, I'll describe it through basis an analogy. Imagine you open up Netflix tonight. Yeah and And you want to pick a movie, and uh, they give you fifty filters, right? Yeah. Uh, they give you a keyword and genre and year and all of that. Well, that's that's inside sales. That's today, yeah. the lay of the land. You go sit four to six hours a day, yeah uh, clicking next, next, next. Screwbase is like equivalent to the home page of Netflix, right? So we we you tell us customers that bought from you that positively interacted. And our technology does a lot of the heavy lifting in mm-hmm. continuously understanding who your ideal customer profile is. And you sit back and you get lookalikes of those customers and you're kind of almost each recommendation we give you, you're swiping right or left on it. Mm-hmm. And, and that automatically feeding to a learning on an, uh, of our AI. So you can continually get customers that have high potential of buying from you.
0: Okay. That actually sounds very, very exciting because, you know, for the listeners at home, even if you want to, you know, check Truebase out. The reason why is because we always talk about building the right avatar and then looking for not only just a niche, but also finding within the niche people that are really motivated to buy, whether it be the size of the business or the stage that they're at with their company. But this seems that it actually does a lot of the heavy lifting for you so that you can focus then on, on really like pitching and, and, and closing a deal, which is super cool. Um, is there anything exciting uh, with some that you're working on right now, whether it's for yourself or for their business that you'd like to share with our audience?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, there's, there are several, but I will focus on one that's a little bit recent. We actually just, uh, for the, since you mentioned that your, team, your, your, your audience is more on sales and marketing, we just released a, a free Chrome extension. You can find us in the Chrome store mm-hmm. uh, that actually works on top of LinkedIn. And the way it works, basically, you can go to any LinkedIn profile and uh, it will add a new button. the linkedin page and you'll be able to leverage chat gpt to write a personalized email from you to the profile that's in front of you and that personalized email uh, will be very focused on the recipient kpis and pain points so it's really hyper personalized email that you can write within one
0: click wow that is fantastic I'm definitely going to download this and try it out myself. Uh, I'm sure that my audience will be uh, interested in, in checking it out as well. Uh, with some, it's been a very interesting conversation, super value packed. And I want to ask you, where can people find you online so that uh, they can possibly interact with you as well?
1: Um, yeah, so at Wissam Tabara,
0: one word, uh, the, on LinkedIn will be the best way to reach me. Okay, perfect. Wissam, again, thank you so much for being in the Remote CEO Show. This was a short conversation, value-packed, but I'm looking forward to having you back in the future once uh, you're going to release even more features with Truebase. And in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day.
1: Thanks, De Niro. And we will love to come back anytime. Just let me know.
0: And this is it for today. CEOs, thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section and... To show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again, and I will talk to you again soon.